You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Finally, in the remaining sort of seven minutes of the program, I wanted to pick the brains of our guest today, Dr. Tony Hayes, a retired scientist, and uh, talk a little bit about how the universe's expansion rate has been found to be changing. Uh, And this is thanks to some very precise data from the Hubble Space Telescope that's been looking at this, trying to, to, to find constants, if you like. So markers out there, it might be a supernova, it might be uh, other objects in the cosmos. If you can measure reliably the distance to them, then you can start to get an idea of whether the rate of expansion is changing. We know that it is accelerating, and that's thanks to Australian professor Brian Schmidt, who got the Nobel Prize for his work in that area. But the exact rate of change has been in doubt. And I I thought this was pretty interesting. One of the lead researchers uh, who's been looking at this, he's at the Space Telescope Science Institute. Uh, That's the body that that, uh, controls and runs, operates the Hubble Space Telescope. He said that the Hubble tension between the early and late universe may be the most exciting development in cosmology in decades. And, And he goes on to say, this mismatch has been growing and has now reached a point that is really impossible to dismiss as a fluke. This disparity could not plausibly occur just by chance. So they've they've narrowed it down. I think it was one in 3,000 recently to a one in 100,000 chance that the data they're getting is wrong. Does this mean that the rate of expansions changed over time? Earlier on in the history of the universe, it was fast, then it slowed down, and now it's speeding up again. Tony. Well, it certainly looks that way. The thing about the Hubble constant, it has never, ever been very constant. Const- not constant for two reasons. One is the value has been refined over time and still continues to be refined by making more precise measurements of um, stars which come into this, uh, called standard candles, yep. seafood variables are, right. are, are used. Right. Uh, let, let's just remind listeners that the Hubble constant is the ratio between the distance of a galaxy and the speed at which it's moving away from us. And what we can measure pretty precisely is the speed, because we measure the red shift, the change in the light that comes from these galaxies. This is easy to measure. If we have a precise value for the Hubble constant, we can immediately plug that number in and get the distance of the galaxy. And clearly, the universe has been expanding ever since it began, and it was assumed that maybe the rate of expansion would be gradually slowing down because of gravitational forces. But alarmingly, and fairly recently, it was found that the speed of the expansion is speeding up. And of course, it was this discovery which um, led to Brian Smith getting his Nobel Prize, Brian Smith and his various colleagues. So, so what we really need to know is the value of the Hubble constant, not only now, but in the past as well. Now, if you look at distant galaxies, you are looking at the past. Mm. And, it, and, and it may well be, well, it, it is, that you can actually calculate a value for the Hubble constant and how it's changed with time. But these are very difficult, calcul- very difficult measurements and very difficult calculations. Mm. And there is a discrepancy between the various 
teams who've been looking at this thing, and mm. that we, we don't know. Um, and we don't know the reason why. Why is the universe mm. expanding more rapidly? And people have invoked this idea of dark energy. Mm. Well, it's a bit like pulling a rabbit out of the hat, and that's fine. Karl Popper said of science, what you need is bold conjectures, and then you've got to work out the consequence. If the universe were like this, then what else would you be able to see and observe? And now we have to go and see if we can observe it before we really accept the fact that it's something called dark energy. At the moment, it's just a name. Mm. It, it is amazing that this, is, this has come up and, and to try to, you know, like what you were saying, to, tr to actually look at really distant objects and work out what the, the expansion rate is between them so say you looked at two objects that are at, you know, in another galaxy or very, very distant, say billions of light years away. I think the, 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 the farthest we can look is about 13.6, 13.7 billion, almost to the Big Bang itself. So we can presumably compare movement between objects at that distance to do what you said, which is to say, what was the expansion rate then compared with now? Yes, with, with, with some great difficulty. Yeah, 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 yeah. this is not an easy thing to <laughs> no, do. No, no, not an easy thing so, at all. And we talked about this off air, but so dark energy, that when, I mean, these terms get thrown around, dark matter, dark energy, but they're really, that, that people don't know what they are. They're, no. just, they're just a term that's being used to explain a, a kind of a gap in knowledge. That's right, mm. that's right. Mm. Now, uh, in, 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 the, in the parlance of Thomas Kuhn, the science philosopher, uh, cosmology is at a crisis. Mm. There's lots we know and lots we're very sh certain about, but there's a whole heap of things we don't know about, and we're waiting for the next revolution in understanding, which will come. Mm. Well, I would love to know more about this, and, and we'll probably have to come back to it because it's a, a quite a complex, complicated um, thing to talk about, especially when there's these big gaps in uh, in knowledge, but it does seem that, that when combining uh, Hubble Space Telescope data with um, some of the measurements that have been taken by the European Space Agency's Planck satellite, that there are discrepancies. And by the sound of things, the, you know, the chance of this being a fluke, if it's now down to what, one in 100,000 that it's a fluke, then it probably isn't a fluke. So we need to look at fundamental physics and, and our understanding of astronomy and to explain this. So the more we know, the more we realise that we, we have problems with our knowledge. There's something going on that we don't understand and how exciting that is. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much to Dr. Tony Hayes for being with us today. Keep an eye on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. There is going to be some interviews that were recorded. We'll broadcast some of these on this program as well from 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. Thanks also to John Young for coming in. Thanks, Piers. As ever, we will be back next Tuesday with more of the program. Stand by now for the news. <laughs>